Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the option. But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayode. Let me talk. No, I will, I will let you talk. Kayode. Kayode, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayode. That's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Lagosians. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. You know, I'm Sandra Ezekwasili, and these are your hard facts. fact of the day, we had 110 new COVID confirmations yesterday. We're back in triple digits, Lagos. I mean, 88 of those cases were here in Lagos. Um, so that tells you one thing. Outside, it's still not safe. Please limit your movement. If you have to go out, wear a mask whenever you are out and about or when you are around people. Um, if you are around people, give them some gap. Give them some distance. Wash and sanitize your hands as often as you can and go and get vaccinated. I've seen those videos making the rounds on WhatsApp where uh, people claim that um, uh, magnets are magneting to their arm or bulbs are, are, are lighting if they put it to the vaccine spot. All of those videos are lies. Um, I mean... If you want, I can bring a bulb to the studio and put it to my arm so that you see that I'm not lighting any bulbs. <laughs> huh? Please ignore all of those lies. They are uh, created by people who profit off of anti-COVID um, conspiracy theories. Very uneducated people uh, most of the time. So I beg, go and get vaccinated. And if you've already gotten your first dose, don't miss your second dose. They're waiting for you in the same health center where you went to. I'm sure that some of you... Um uh, you know, know by now that um, if you don't get that first dose, if you don't get the second dose, your vaccine doesn't um, exactly work at full capacity. Second hard fact of the day, 4 million. That's the official count of known COVID-19 deaths worldwide so far, according to the World Health Organization. Now, there were about 8 billion people alive when this thing started. There were about 8 billion people alive when it started. So that means that COVID has killed at least one out of every 2,000 people on the planet since 2020. I beg, don't join that number. Biko. Third hard fact of the day, 21 billion naira. That's how much the police brutality panel in Bayelsa has awarded to victims. 21 billion to 40 victims. I should point out that some of these victims are entire communities, which the panel found had been destroyed by the Nigerian army. The panel has also compiled a list of police officers whom it may be recommending for prosecution. Fourth hard fact of the day, it's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming for bus, coming 
<laughs> Shout out to the uh, uh, Three Lions fans Who listen to me You people will not Let us hear a word again Oh my god You finally Made it to the final Of a major tournament After 55 years We're done We're done We're done I'm sure that Out of my 1 million listeners There are fans of England So congratulations And hey You are part of the band That cannot be wrong Because they listen to this show Let's start with the big three And talk about The Taraba governor wanting to extend NYSC to two years. The same NYSC that we just found out you don't need for holding office. Then let's talk about Nigeria's newly appointed ambassador to the World Trade Organization, allegedly having degrees from two unaccredited universities. And then let's talk about the Northern Elders Forum responding to the Southern Governor's call for a Southern President in 2023 after that we'll bring you League of Extraordinary Nigerians and then we'll bring you Eyewitness on today's big hard fact let's talk about political uh, party defections they've become a regular thing in our democracy but are they actually normal should we be seeing this many politicians switching from one party to another We're also going to look at the reasons why this happens. I'll be joined by two politicians, two card-carrying members of Nigeria's two biggest parties. They're going to break it down for us right here on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Expect news, business and sports at the top of the hour every hour. But Lagos, let's get started with the big three. I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Facts. On 99.3, Nigeria Info. Should core members get military training in, in an extended two-year program? Also, if NYSC is not mandatory for a ministerial job, should it be mandatory for any job? And how widespread are fake degrees among the political class? My final question is... Is the National Baptist Convention right to take ransom off the table? Those are your big three, Lagos. Let's talk. Darius Ishaku says NYSC should last two years and coppers should learn to handle guns. That's our first story. Ishaku is the governor of Taraba State and he's blasting the federal government and its security agencies for failing to protect citizens. So his solution is citizens should be allowed to bear arms to protect themselves. Now, bearing arms isn't enough. You have to know how to use the arms and you need to know tactics. And Ishaku thinks that the best place to teach us this is during NYSC. Well, not us. This is for those of you who have not served. Yes, me, I don't have finished since, since Tete. So don't be me, could they carry going up and down? Thank you. <laughs> but Ishaku wants NYSC to extend from one year to two so that coppers will uh, get about one year of military training to help them protect their neighborhoods even after they pass out. Now, I want to know what you think about that. I have like several points I want to hear from you about. So first of all, do you agree that the security agencies have failed? That's number one. Number two, do you agree that the failure is so severe and so unfixable in the short term that the best solution is to let civilians arm and defend themselves? Number three, do you agree that core members should get military training? 
And number four, do you agree that NYSE's length should be doubled to two years? Now, for a lot of young graduates, NYSE is a necessary hurdle to pass. If you don't get your discharge certificate, you cannot get employment. Except, of course, um, you want to be minister. I'm sure you've heard by now that the Federal High Court said that uh, Kemi Adeoshu did not need NYC to be finance minister. It's not a condition under the law. That's what the judge said. So put it this way. For me to have this job at Nigeria Info Air, the law said that Nigeria Info had to confirm that I had served. But according to this judge, this same rule doesn't apply to ministerial appointments and to elected offices. And I want to know if you believe this difference under the law is fair. And speaking of fairness in law, we're going to be talking about the Electoral Act Amendment Bill on Monday by 5 o'clock. We'll have uh, Cynthia Mbamalo. She's the director of IAGA. And uh, they've been lobbying very hard for electoral, electoral reform for years. So she's an expert on this subject. She's also one of the brains behind Not Too Young to Run. And um, she'll be um, having that conversation with me on Monday, 5 o'clock. On Thursday, we'll be looking at other laws that people are calling unfair. The NBC Act Amendment and the Press Council Act Amendment. I've read all three bills. My guests have read them as well. So tune in if you want factual conversations about what these bills actually say and how they will affect you or how they will not affect you. Uh, so Monday, Thursday, that's when those conversations will happen. But back to NYSE. What do you think about Darius Ishaku's suggestion that people like you and I who want regular jobs have to serve two years while ministers don't have to serve at all, apparently. And what about his suggestion that um, citizens should have the right to bear arms? Women call me on 01465-7190. Men call me on 0700-993-993-993-993-0145-7190-0700-993-993-993-993. We've got WhatsApp as well, so share your thoughts via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Hello. Hello, thank you for calling us. Hello. Hello. Thank you for calling. Yeah, this is Agibe on the line. Welcome, Agibe. Yeah, I think before any suggestion will be passed out from the hierarchy to affect the grassroots, they also look at the law. If they are not breaking the law, by, by suggestion, it looks so uh, dogmatic. Uh, telling people to carry arms. Now, yes, you want to seize arm from the full and enhancement. At any arm, full any arm full and enhancement, the arm should be taken for them or should be shot aside. That was the other the, uh, the president's gave. And then arm from the arm robber that they seize, they are still numerous. So a man be suggesting that we everybody ought to carry arm. And that even the you copy that is one year that that is so intensified with money should be extended. Does he does he know the amount of money being invested on the NYC? Many people are still being old. They are owing people. They are owing workers there. They are paid there. So just bringing out suggestions for people to know that you are you are alive. I think that that should have the own severe penalty of such a man. Then, as regards to 
uh, the co- the conference of uh, the Northerner coming to the south to to agree to the south making suggestion that a president should come from this side. You are deciding for the people, and that is no more democracy. That is rotational presidency. Rotational presidency does not need voting. So if you want us to vote, uh, to make rotational presidency, it's a matter of nomination by the zone. So there is no need to waste money on INEC and other areas. Just let the zone or the local government join with the uh, the state and with other states to present uh, who they ever they are choosing within them. To, pre- to represent us as the next president. All right, thank you very much for calling. I'm giving everybody two minutes to make their point. I think okay, it's lucky. Hello, I think okay. Hi, Sandra. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, well, um, for the governor, talking about two years, I, I think that's an absurd thing to, to do. How many of his children are actually in Nigeria that uh, actually even went through uh, this service? You know, because of the level of connections they have. They already have jobs waiting for their children abroad even. So and you then put the people right here in in the front line, you know, um, so that they can actually uh, be killed in in the in war front or recruited in the army, which is not their own maybe their own desire. And, and for the job thing even, where is the job in Nigeria now? that you want to make uh, NYSC compulsory at until they uh, get NYSC, start pass through NYC before they can get, get job. Many people are even not doing the normal, the normal uh, white-collar jobs now. Many people have delved into business, into investments, into uh, creative works and all that, rather than going here and there looking for jobs yet. So... Uh, to me, the two years is is really uncalled for. Let them go for the uh, NYC, the normal service. To me, even it should be scrapped. We've talked about this before. Hmm. And does the governor even have the right to um, implement that law or something? You know? Because isn't it going to pass through the, the National Assembly? Well, well, that's why he's suggesting, you know? Okay. So, so now na- suggestion you make. Mm. Okay, okay, now suggestion. <laughs> for, for me, even my own, for me personally, my own children, immediately they finish secondary school, they are going to vocational schools. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, no university, whatever. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think, okay, thank you for calling. 99.3, Hello. 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 Yes. Good evening. What's your name? My name is Ihoma. Hi, Ihoma. Good to have you on the show. Thank you. Hmm. Thank you. Well, just like you rightly said, it's just a suggestion. So I don't even think we should be beating our heads, you know, over over it. He he, he has to still pass through the National Assembly and all that before it becomes a law. So, and as uh, as, as long as uh, you know, he has to pass through that. But the the issue, the main issue, is that it's really very unreasonable. I know his fears, I know his passion for uh, saving his people, I mean, saving the people of Nigeria and the fact that the government is not, is not doing much. Mm. But still, you know, coming up with that kind of suggestion is really uh, absurd. What do you think but about him can, saying that we should carry arms, though, that Nigerians should have the right to bear arms? That's the job of the security. 
Oh, call back if you can. Because, I mean, there are multiple levels to uh, what the governor of Taraba State suggested, right? So he's blasting the federal government and its security agencies for failing to protect citizens. And his solution, the solution according to him, is that citizens should be allowed to bear arms to protect themselves. But because bearing arms is not enough and you have to know how to use them and you need to know some tactics, Ishaku thinks that the the best place to teach us how to um, use these arms is during NYSC. He says NYSC should be extended from one year to two so that coppers will get about one year of military, military training to help them protect their neighborhood, even after they pass out. Do you agree that coppers should get military training? Do you agree, first, first, self, that the security agencies have failed? Do you think that failure is so severe, so unfixable in the short term that the best solution is to allow civilians arm themselves, defend themselves? We've got Friday in in uh, Igbolewe on the line. How are you? I'm fine. Good afternoon, Mrs. Sandra. Good afternoon. Yeah, this is Friday from Igbolewe. Mm, welcome. Yeah, yeah, Sandra, I think it's a good suggestion, but uh, I think it is the right time that any time our political or the leader, they make a suggestion. We should ask them to lead example. This one is not too old. He can go, he served one year when he finishes, when he graduated from university. He can still go back and complete his two years so that he will, start, he will complete his two years. How nice it will be, uh, Sandra, <laughs> to see our uh, a savvy governor mm. still going to NYC camp and still savvy. By that, we will take him serious. We will believe in him. See, uh, Sandra, they always did this talking, this say that uh, we should let the lights uh, uh, gone, mm-hmm. uh, weapon in Nigeria mm-hmm. gone in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. What are these? They are being happy. Those five years, six year old students, mm-hmm. are you still going to be giving their God? to be protecting themselves in school. Mm. Because these days, uh, Sandra, you see all the schools, especially in Kaduna State now, mm-hmm. for the past one month, how many students have been kidnapped in that state? They have been kidnapping students. Mm-hmm. If we adults keep on having gone to protect ourselves, what uh, the students, Sandra? Mm-hmm. See, Sandra, what is that we should know how to elevate poverty? See, Sandra, do you know that the other day, People that live in you face me, I face you, uh, Copan. Mm-hmm. A woman was cooking his, her rice before she came to the kitchen. A woman went inside the kitchen and took the rice. And she and her children were eating it. Ah. Imagine, yes, ima- the woman was hungry. Her children were hungry. They did not have anything to eat. White rice, there was no skill. The other woman, when she started cooking the rice, she wanted to go and prepare, to go and carry the, the kids to prepare for skill. She came back. Another woman in the same couple have taken the rice. Imagine if that woman has a gun. What will happen to that day, Sandra? <laughs> imagine, yes, imagine she has a gun. Yeah. What do you think that will happen? I don't want to think about it. But Friday, thank you very much for calling me. Ngozi is in Lekki. Hi, Ngozi. Hello, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome. Thank you. Mm. Um, for me, if the security agents they have failed, Yes, Sandra, they have self-woke. Okay. I think uh, it will even take us a very much uh, longer time to get things right in the security architects of the country. Okay. Um, and if you say now, set up these guys and bring in new people entirely, then train them with the mentality of what you want as a nation. Because why I say this is, 
even these present ones, as many may suggest, going for training. Hmm. They have been going for training. But after the trainings, what happens? They still remain what they are. A security architect that believes they work for the politicians or they work for the people in power, that is a failure right from even the conception of, of the body on its own. Coming to what the governor suggested about the citizens carrying arms, Sandra have always said this. Yes, probably because we are coming from the third world country and we don't want to accept this reality. If if citizens are allowed to carry arms, mm-hmm. it will be opposite of what people think. Automatically, the crime rate will go down. If you are coming to my house and you know I am as armed as you are, mm. you don't know what to expect. Definitely, you will tread with caution. Mm. If you know I have license to arm, you wouldn't meet me on traffic and try to steal my personal belongings because you know is either I shoot you first or you do. So these are some of the things. Whatever we are afraid of, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not, they are already happening in Sandra. <laughs> and they are there, whether they kill it. So the better everybody learns how to use this arm and the license for those that may be qualified for, mm. the better for each and every one of us. Ngozi, thank you very much for calling. All right, we'll take a break when we come back. Let me tell you about Nigeria's new ambassador to the World Trade Organization. He may capital letters may be presenting unaccredited degrees on his CV. That's our second story. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Don't go away. 99.3 Nigeria Info. We'll be right back. The Society for Performing Arts Span, in collaboration with Helen O'Grady Drama Academy, presents Summer Camp 2021. The Performing Arts Camp is offering amazing, fun activities for kids aged 3 to 18. Children get to act, sing, and dance. Learn filmmaking, gymnastics, baking, French language, water games, painting, and so much more. This is happening live at Bodilon Road, Ikoi, from July 5th to July 31st. For more details and registration, please contact 0809-356-1000 or 0809-190-0700. Tell friends, families, and everyone. See you there. Welcome back to your number one talk, news, and sports station. Every day between 3 and 4 p.m. on 99.3 Nigeria Info, we kick off hard facts with the big three. On the big three, we bring you three of the biggest stories of the day. And our second big story, Nigeria's new ambassador to the World Trade Organization may be presenting unaccredited degrees on his CV. is Abdul Hamid Adamu or as the industry uh, trade and investment ministry listed it Dr. Abdul Hamid Adamu the president just appointed him this week and notified the ministry in a letter from the chief of staff before this appointment Adamu was the acting head of Nigeria's trade office to the World Trade Organization so he's been in the system And he has risen through the ranks. But here's where it gets weird. 
According to Punch newspaper, the government says Adamu is, quote, a holder of MSc Economics and International Development, Clement Ferrand University, France, Master in Business Management and Leadership, London Graduate School, UK, Doctorate of International Relations and Economic Diplomacy, Commonwealth University, London, UK. Now, there's no problem with that master's degree from France. Clermont uh, Ferrand is a known accredited school. It's hundreds of years old. But the second master's from the UK is supposedly from London Graduate School. That school is not on the list of accredited universities in the UK. Same with Commonwealth University London, the school where he claims to have gotten his PhD from. In fact, if you do a Google search right now, you will see that these two schools are repeatedly singled out as so-called degree mills or paper mills. A degree mill is basically a fake school. They're not accredited by any country. And usually they don't have physical campuses. But if you pay them, they'll send you diploma. So most organizations and governments do not recognize degrees from these schools. Also, it's often considered unethical or even fraudulent and illegal to present a diploma from one of these schools as a qualification when you are applying for a job or when you are applying for admission. But now, we have the new ambassador to the World Trade Organization allegedly claiming a PhD from a school accused of being a degree mill. And I want to know your thoughts. And I want to link it back to our first story where I talked about Kemi Adeoshun. The court said Adeoshun did not need an NYSC certificate to be a minister. The court did not address the fact that she presented a fake discharge certificate. So there's a possible fraud issue looming there. Now, when you think about it, Adeoshu and Adamu are not the first high-profile appointees or elected officials to have this specter of, um, of uh, what's the word I'm looking for, false certificates hanging over their heads. So what I'm wondering is, why does this seem to happen a lot with our political class? Is it because they're in the limelight? If we start checking everybody's degrees and everybody's certificates, will, would we see this problem reflected amongst uh, educated Nigerians? Do you think it's an indicator of a wider problem across Nigerian society? Or is it a problem with our politicians only? Women, call me on 01465-7190. Men, call me on 0700-993-993-993. What do you think about our new ambassador to the WTO being accused of possibly parading a fake or unaccredited PhD? Is there a credential fraud problem among our political class or is it a Nigerian thing? Do we have this happening in the corporate sector as well? But because they know they public eye, people don't know. Men, call me on 0700-993-993-993. Women, call me on 01465-7190. You've got two minutes to make your point. Agwoma is up first. Hi. Hi. 
Yeah, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, my name is Agboma. Welcome. Um, talking about this certificate issue, I also want to know, um, this Ademo, is he a Fulani? I want to believe he is. And that is why, and there was also uh, a news that came before that uh, uh, Buhari presented someone to International Court of Justice and that was rejected earlier. Are you aware of this? Okay, no. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm aware of that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone was appointed, sent to International Court of Justice to represent Nigeria there. He was turned back for not being able to be there. So, this is where the president is taking us to. A lot of each day is embarrassment upon embarrassment. But Adel Oshun was appointed by the president and she's okay, not Okay, Adel Oshun's case. Now, when we talk about Adel Oshun's case, I don't know. The uh, a court also said at a point that he, she was uh, a British citizen. And at the point that she graduated, and we, they didn't tell us when she changed her citizenship. Was it at the point of appointment as a minister? But she still shall presented a fake degree certificate. No, no, no. A I, fake I'm discharge there. certificate. I, I'm, I'm coming there. If she has re uh, uh, declined or returned her citizenship as a British-born, at the point of recruitment as a minister, then which she has ulterior motive, she has a, a malicious intention. Because as a result of that, she dropped her citizenship, which otherwise wouldn't have met the certificate, NYSC certificate, compulsory for her. Agoma, thank you very much for calling. Well, she herself admitted that um, uh, her certificate was fake. The question of her citizenship doesn't speak to her presenting a fake certificate one way or the or one way or the other. We've got Kelvin in Surulere on the line. Kevin, how are you? Yes, Sandra, to God be the glory. Welcome. Um, I'm excited that you are the second person today I've listened to that have, you know, made this issue of Kevin just so clear. Because the police of this government have not allowed me to rest this morning. That she has been exonerated. <laughs> but I keep telling them that the issue she was exonerated from is different from what she was accused of. Mm. It does not negate the fact that there was no forgery of, of Olu Ole there. Mm. The issue she was exonerated from is different. That she does not need anyone else to seek for the ministerial job. Mm. But I think this issue of forgery has to do with self-confidence. Okay. A lot of people just lack confidence in themselves and they will need to go, you know, the extra mile to force certificates for necessary reasons. And in fact, for us as a people. But let me quickly react to the first um, issue you brought up. I think personally, our military is has not faced. What has happened to them that they overwent? In a country as large as this, we have a very low military, you know, power, our might, you know, in terms of numbers. Last time I checked, we had less than 400,000 military people. And that is not enough. They have been completely fragmented in terms of dealing with insecurity across boards. So they are overwhelmed, and that's what has happened. And I think also that uh, the issue of training should not only be limited to the people that are serving. Like in South Korea, for example, if you are between 18 and 28, 
you are made to go two minutes or five minutes training. It's you not know, as a citizen of that country. So I think as a country, we should go beyond the um, NYSC. It should go across boards. You know, the kind of challenges that we are in now. Mm. Let me just quickly add to the last story of the Northern Governor. You've got eight, co- eight seconds, though. Okay, that will not be enough. Thank you, Sandra. <laughs> Thank you very much. Frank, you know, Joy is on the line. Hi, Frank. Hi, Sandra. Good to have you on the show. This is the vice president of House Fast. <laughs> Welcome, sir. Fine. Hi, Sandra. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the Taraba state government extending two years. NYS. Suggesting that it should be extended. Suggesting. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's not good when a man is annoyed, dead, the person will be suggesting. Because the suggestion will go to negative. Because if he is suggesting that they will extend the uh, use compass for two years, are they suggesting also to increase their money? Or are they suggesting only for, for suffering them? Because me, I know that many of them did not go to NIS. They did not know what it means. That is why you see somebody that had medicine for how many years and go to NIS to collect his certificate. Then to continue his career, you will be extending the tenure so that the person will go and learn how to operate guns. Somebody that is direct mass communication, what does that person have to do with guns? Do they want to finish everybody in Nigeria? Can you give back somebody like me, give me a gun now? What are the things they are doing? Do you think that any, anybody will remain? You are talking my time, oh. Sorry. So, Alexander. Hmm? Madam, think well, oh. Then, for not an elder. Saying that the, the next presidential candidate will come from Saeed. Are they trying to kid us? Are they making it compulsory? Are they trying to warn us? Is there a political statement? Well, you've not heard the story, so you can't really say it, but your time is cuckoo up. Thank you very much. Let's go to Facebook, where we have comments. Uh, Oru Onyehu from Iba Estate says, See that minister that said her NYC is not authentic or she or she does not have accredited NYC. Tell her that I have my NYC for sale because... Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Sunday. Thank you for wasting my time. Idris Dada says, it's a welcome development and an opportunity for the youth to take over the government with military training background. But I doubt it because these politicians are smart and I'm sure they know the consequences. Well, nobody should take over any government um, that is not uh, through a democratic process. That's my own. Jacob is a first time caller from uh, Lecky. Hi, Jacob. Good to have you on the show. I want to talk about my government in Taraba City. I'm coming from Taraba City. Okay. So, what I want to talk about is uh, what is going Okay. Jacob? I think his governor sees this phone. <laughs> uh, let me bring you the third story because um, we actually have four stories today. I really couldn't leave um, this uh, story from the Baptist um, uh, school in Kaduna, but I will still bring you the what the Northern, Northern um, Elders Forum said. Now, the Baptist Church... 
doesn't want any ransom paid for the Bethel students. That's our third story. It's been three days since 121 Bethel Baptist School students were taken in Kaduna. And now we've heard from the Nigerian Baptist Convention. They run the Baptist Church, which owns the school. And they're saying that they believe that paying ransom encourages and incentivizes kidnappers. Here's what the president said. Their president, his name is Reverend Israel Akanji. And he said, quote, as a church, we don't take the position of payment of ransom for innocent children carried away from their school. We don't think it is the right thing to do and we will not encourage that that should be done. We are not for ransom. We are for the release of these children because it is criminal for people to take away other people from their freedom and take them into incarceration and begin to make demand. As a church we don't encourage that we will not want to do that as a denomination we are to pray to god for his intervention so we mounted our prayers we also got in touch with the kaduna state government end quote so that's the position of the church by the way the school says the kidnappers have contacted them apparently they've run out of food to feed the children so they're asking the school to deliver food to them if not the children will starve can you imagine that? Lagos, what do you think about um, the position of the church here? They've made their position clear. We also know that Governor Elrofai says he'll never pay ransom. But we've also seen in the last few months, most of the abducted students who have come back were only released after ransom, uh, ransom payments. So, I don't know. It's a very difficult situation. Where do you stand on this very difficult situation? Women, call me on 01465-7190. 01465-7190. Men, call me on 0700-993-993-993. 0700-993-993-993. Maximus Ugwoke says, It's not surprising that Buhari has presented a guy with a fluky certificate as an ambassador. He's only behaving th- uh, through to type. After all, his own certificate is still an object of controversy. But again, did the president know that this man's certificate was fake? But again, that's what the DSS is there for. There should be some sort of due diligence before you. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to give you the talking points. <laughs> you come up with the talking points for yourself. 99.3, hello. Yeah, good afternoon. My name is Obed. Oh, sorry about that. Call back if you can. Uh, let's go to WhatsApp where we have people who have shared their thoughts as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. 080-959-75805. Sandra, I'm surprised that you are surprised about the certificate issues with our public officers. Can't you remember the one with our Olga at the top? Don't say I said it. I'm just passing by. Steve Oferi says. Steve, thank you very much for your message. Sandra, why is it... As uh, uh, okay, Ben says, Sandra, is it possible that he's parading fake certificate because the Ni- with Nigerian politics, everything is possible? Who told you they are educated? They write things in a full sheet and bring them to me to compare. Most of them cannot even operate Android phone. That you can't operate Android phone doesn't mean you're not educated now. Huh? Come on. Um... Sandra, no extension of NYC period. It should be scrapped. Bearing arms for now will cause chaos until they are not able to disarm the criminal herdsmen and others. That's a message from Samson Ochonogo. Samson, thank you very much for your message. Hi, Sandra. I think... 
you got it all wrong. What the Federal High Court Abuja ruled was that uh, Mrs. Adelshun was already 36 years old upon graduation from the UK University. She was autom- automatically exempted from NYC and as such didn't need to undergo the mandatory youth service program. If I'm not mistaken, the cutoff age for NYC is 30 years. I don't think the judge said NYC discharge certificate is not required for all political office holders. I stand to be corrected, please. All right, I'm going to talk to Alex and then I'll come back to correct you. Uh, that's a message from Iron Man. Iron Man, thank you very much. Alex is in Lecky. Hi, Alex. Hello. Good to have you on the show. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, Sandra. Um, actually, for the kidnap students, I would actually say that um, the bishop or the president of the Baptist is trying to exonerate the church from paying the ransom. Okay. Yes. Um, because they want the parents to do that. I, I think, uh, yeah, I'm not encouraging the kidnap issue and the rest, okay. but something the church should look into as well to help the children go back to their families, actually. I'm not saying they're not into paying the ransom at all. Yes, they are not into paying the ransom, but how do you then work out the children to get, go back to uh, their appearance. That's just the thing. That's what the bishop should be looking at. Yes. Okay. Alright, Alex. Thank you very much for calling. Uh, 99.3, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for calling. What's your name? Yeah, my name is Mr. Dan. Hi, Mr. Dan. I'm from Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, I want to talk about the release of the Kaduna uh, school. Yes. Where do you stand on paying ransom? Ah, no, 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 no. They should pay ransom. They should pay ransom. It's only somebody that did not, that have never entered such a situation that would say, let them not pay ransom. They should pay once our our security cannot be able to do anything about it. Then the last option is to pay. Any, the man that is saying they should not pay, if he is the one, you should be. You will be praying that people should pay for him. I'm telling you the truth. And and for our security, for the NYSC to serve for two years, I'm not with them. We have there is this. this I, I hope you are aware. Of, are you aware of Peace Corps? Mm-hmm. Yes, this Peace Corps arrangement has taken care of almost everything. All the local government, they are there. So it's just for the president to sign the bill, and that's all. So most of these youth, whoever that is that want to join, will just join there from the local. You don't go, they don't cost you anywhere. Where you are, you are local government, that's where you work. So it's very simple, but I don't know why they are delaying everything about it. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling. Olua Shegun is the last call we'll take, and then we'll talk about Northern Elders Forum. Hi, Olua Shegun. Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, is calling from Ikorodu. Welcome. Let me be sincere with you. Mm-hmm. Who said we don't? Who, who said? Uh, who are those telling us that we don't need guns to defend ourselves? We need it because the security apparatus in this country have failed. What they only know how to do best is to is to go arrest those who want to go their separate ways. Look at what happened on Saturday. If those police I saw on Saturday 
where the normal police we used to see, there will be no, there will be no robbers in Lagos. But what do we see? The strong will oppress the weak because he has a gun. I agree with that, uh, Governor. People, people may think uh, you sounding stupid, but uh, in five years to come, we will not have any solution to this security issue because the security people themselves, they've been compromised. As for NYSE, I think it should be scrapped. I think uh, the, love, the, the, the love that we have in Nigeria today, those days we had love, but now the love has been taken up, the guilt of the love has been taken of its gingerbread. So let's tell ourselves that truth. As for the, uh, the last uh, topic, I'm not surprised. This is what you have when you have people who have no business in government. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, for making all of those points in less than two minutes. Um, so the court said that Adeon Shun was exempt from NYSC entirely because of her British citizenship and because uh, and and uh, because um, becoming Nigerian after age thirty. But the court also said that even if Adeoshun did not have that extra exemption, NYSC is not needed for a ministerial appointment anyway. Let me read what the court ruling says. Hmm? It reads in part, quote, for the avoidance of doubt, participation in the NYSC scheme is not a yardstick to be elected into any of the legislative houses, be it in the states or the National Assembly, ditto likewise for ministerial appointment. Despite the National uh, Youth Service Corps Act being an integral part of the Constitution by virtue of Section 315, subsection 5 of the Constitution, end quote. So, yes, it mentions the British citizenship part and becoming Nigerian after age 30. But it also says even if Adeoshun did not have that extra exemption, NYSC is not needed for a ministerial appointment. That's the thing with court rulings. They usually make more than one point. But if you only read the report from a newspaper, then uh, maybe you will only see one of the points. I read the whole ruling. I have to do that every time I come on air. Whatever it is I want to talk to you about, I take my time to read the entire thing. So I'm not giving you some of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, then. Uh, Let me tell you what the Northern Elders Forum said. I I did promise that I was going to say that. They said, if you want a Southern president in 2023, you need to make a good offer to the North. Northern Elders Forum. They said that to Southern governors. And that's our fourth story on a special day like this. (laughs) Special because every time I see like really good stories, it's hard for me to drop one. Now, I told you earlier this week that the Southern uh, Governors Forum have demanded the presidency to be zoned to the South in 2023. And NEF answered uh, through the Director of Publicity and Advocacy, Dr. Hakim Baba Ahmed. He said, quote, Southerners will have to convince the Northerners on what they stand to benefit if they shift power to the South. 
you read in between the lines of their well-crafted communique that says that they want basically a southern presidency. It is not wrong. That means the North needs to yield the presidency to the southern part of the country. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is the manner it is being pursued this time by people who were elected on the basis of a constitution who understand that politics is about getting up and convincing people rather than just sitting down and say, we want this, we want that. That's wrong. Two, they must know that the manner they are doing this, not what they are looking for, but the manner in which they are doing it is likely to cause more problems for them than solve the problems. But the problem is to get the North to say, okay, show us why it is better. Show us why a Southern presidency is the best for the North and the rest of Nigeria. This is a democratic country. Citizens vote. Nigerians, irrespective of where they are, will vote. Political parties have to do the hard work. End quote. I just read you the words of their National Publicity Secretary. They are Director of Publicity and Advocacy. Sorry. Yes, I did a little drama there, but you've heard what he said. And he's saying, the NEF is saying, um, first, that uh, there's nothing wrong with the Southern governors wanting the presidency, but we don't like your approach. They're saying that it's coming across like a threat and that they don't like it. Then they're also saying that elections are by merit, not by zoning. Now, this is very interesting, isn't it? It's very interesting because if you look back to 2015, even 2011, Seth, you had lots of Northern leadership uh, um, insisting that there's a zoning agreement and that it was the turn, quote-unquote, of the North. Do you remember? Meanwhile, Southern governors are moving forward with um, implementing their latest declarations. The Southwest governors met with all the Southwest lawmakers and they've set up a constitution review, uh, constitution, um, review committee. But now what's in the happen with that though? I say make a yang you. <laughs> How you feel? What do you feel about this matter? We've got five minutes. Uh, so I'm going to take uh, hopefully three, four calls. Uh, everybody gets one minute, 30 seconds so that we can take as many thoughts as possible. What do you think about this one? What do you think about the response for, from the Northern Elders Forum to the Southern Governors? Women, call us on 01465-7190. 01465-7190. Men, call us on 0700-993-993-993. Hello. Hello. Thank you for calling. Yeah, my name is Namdi. Uh, I'm from uh, Oshodi. Hi, Namdi. Welcome. Yeah, please. The, the call, the, the Northern Elders, uh, is normal for them to demand for a better, a fair share for the, even if they are going to concede the democratic. Mm. Now, on the security issue, I totally agree with that uh, uh, Northern governor, but I think they need to feel it. might not be on the platform of NYSC, but all Nigerians need military training. In addition, we all need this gun because uh, it's the only way to secure ourselves right now. They, the military have, does not have the capacity to handle what is coming. You will not know it now, but in the next five years, truly, it's uh, not overwhelmed. Uh, security, to fight security is not only by providing guns and fighting. We also need to handle a, a case of uh, poverty and situation. We need to continue to create jobs. See, the missionary schools and the, mission, uh, the early missionaries, if you notice, they provide jobs, they provide uh, hospitals, they provide all other things apart from religion. But our friends, 
our current uh, religious bodies, both the Muslim, Christians, and even the other other sects, they, they are only focusing on money, and uh, it's now exposing everybody to what we have right now as a, as a country. Mm. If they can go back and allow and start to charge school fees as as low as minimum wage. Mm-hmm. They do this below, below minimum wage, so that mm-hmm. everybody can be in school. Then we start to look at a better template that can deal, produce massive quantity of jobs. In my opinion, I think the president should in a better position to advise mission on job creation because he has the template. Okay, thank you for calling. Paul in Ikeja, you've got one minute, 30 seconds. Yeah, Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Paul. Now, you see what is fueling the agitation in Nigeria. This is just the problem we have. We don't want to make this country to be one nation. Now, you remember during the time of Jonathan, when uh, the late President Yaradua died, mm-hmm. the North insisted that Jonathan should go for one term, mm-hmm. that it is the turn of the North. Mm-hmm. And the reason why Jonathan was not re-elected in 2015 was because the North insisted that Jonathan should not contest for that election, that it was the turn of the North. And you see the Southwest voting for APC. That was what made uh, the present government to come into power. Okay, it is the tone of the South now. The North is saying that it should not be done. Okay, how will you feel if a Southerner and see in your own very eyes that these things were agitated for by the North in the previous uh, government that was not headed by a Northerner? So please, they should not fuel this country into crisis. It's a gentleman agreement that was not written down, but it should be obeyed. It is the turn of the South, and I I stand by the declaration of the Southern governors. Thank you. Thank you very much, Paul. 99.3, hello. Sorry about that. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Thanks for calling. What's your name? Yeah, my name is Paul, calling from Belgium. Paul, you've got one minute, 30 seconds. Okay, thank you. Yeah, first of all, on what the Northern Governor said... Northern Elders Forum. Northern Elders Forum Mm -hmm. said, well, I think the politics has just begun. So it is not wrong at all for them to come up with any resolution or statement or or claim. So what I feel is that uh, the politics has just begun. This is part of what unites us together as a country not divide us because when you see Southern governors coming together, mm. Northern governors coming together, they are working some differences and they are trying to unite on some subject matters. Okay. That's by the way. Then secondly, on the, the position of the Taraba governor, mm. I think the man made a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. We should not say that they should not extend NYC. We can harmonize that thought. What about if they extend it and also increase the payment for the people starving? Of course, if the payment is made like 100000 they can even serve three to five years. It's a kind of way of uh, making opportunity of employment, too. Nobody says it's wrong. Then if they should, want, if they should teach them how to carry harm, who says it's wrong? Mm. If you are born in Israel and you are growing up in Israel, who says you will not learn how to carry guns or how to operate guns? Because you're in a place. So Nigeria has gradually become a place whereby we can say it's not a peaceful country, but we can make it peaceful by every one of us then to protect ourselves. Security is not a priority of a security uh, personnel only. First, the priority of every human being is to secure themselves. 
So if you have to secure yourself, you must know how to do that. If it's a skill, you must acquire it. Paul, thank you for calling. Kazim, unfortunately, you've called at the end of this segment. We do hope you call us back. We have Eyewitness coming your way at uh, 4.30. On Eyewitness, you talk to us about, um, you know, what's happening in your part of Lagos. I also sometimes share funny scenarios with you and you give me uh, solutions to those scenarios if you do not have an Eyewitness report to share from 4.30. Before 4.30, we bring you um, League of Extraordinary Nigerians with uh, Sunday. But right now, let's bring you business news. I am Sandra Ezekwesili.